All right. Welcome to the Shock Drop Podcast, your trusted guide through the sneaker universe. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined with my co-host, Kyle. Unfortunately, Azim won't be with us this week, but rest assured we've got a special episode lined up for you. We're shaking things up a little bit and detouring from our normal sneaker-focused content. Today, we're going to be pulling back the curtain to share more about ourselves, uh, your host, and our experiences uh, in the business world as well as sneakers. We'll be diving into our personal journeys and offering some insights on how to get started you know, in the space if you're still trying to do that. Uh, and then to round things off, we're going to have more of a candid discussion about the state of the resale industry as a whole and you know what you can do to kind of make money right now. Uh, sharing your perspectives, sharing our perspectives, sorry, and uh, you know where it's heading and for the future of what you can do. Make sure to stay connected to the sneaker community with us and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow, like the videos and like the podcast episodes. Make sure to give us a, a rating. We always appreciate that. Um, going ahead and I guess diving right in. Um, we definitely appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, you know, to be completely honest, when we did start this, the three of us, we really only expected like <laughs> five people to listen. Um, so everybody that is listening, we do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, it does mean a lot to us that, you know, we have more than us listening to our own episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I thought, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about ourselves in the very first intro episode, but I thought we'd kind of give a little update of, you know, more of what we do and stuff in our backgrounds. So, uh, you know, just to touch on things a little lightly, uh, for myself, uh, Chris Mafia, Chris, um, I'm a group owner, you know, I own House of Cards, um, as well as, you know, I've been a marketing and sales and manager for a lot of other groups, proxy companies and other sorts of stuff like that. Um, so I've had a lot of work in this space and, um, I've been dealing with a lot of companies and people that have come up with this. And, you know, I've seen people come from, you know, just a basic knowledge of nothing to coming up and starting their own businesses and, you know, creating something for their family out of this. Um, so it's pretty refreshing to see stuff like that. Um, I created my own company, Marching Dogs, which is my own little online store. Um, and I kind of use that to sell my own stuff, various things of shoes and collectibles and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I also do it to sell some charity merch and my own merchandise stuff to give back and, and help promote other businesses around me. Uh, Kyle, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> I am a, well, in the past three years in reselling, I've kind of just gone from a wander, uh, an aimless wandering newbie to becoming, you know, one of the, a bulk seller in terms of sneakers and dabbling into the world of proxy managing um as well as just on the side like well not on the side but like my main thing is photography so continuing the entrepreneurial spirit in my everyday life gotta have that for sure yeah gotta have a balance for uh, definitely um and i know azim's not here so i will i will fill in his little portion but Azim uh, was also running a, a little bit of a low-key flips kind of group. Um, he's also, you know, run through proxies, and he's a sneaker dev himself, so he's very experienced in the computer science aspect. Um, he's also running his own little company called Apollo. Uh, they make their own dashboards and stuff for other companies, so if, if that's something you need, make sure to hit him up. Uh, he's a fantastic sne sneaker dev. He puts in a lot of hours along with his schooling and stuff, so uh, I do really appreciate him also jumping in on a podcast with us when he can. He's out on vacation right now, uh, so I do hope he enjoys his time. Um, but getting more into, you know, about the, the Shock Drop podcast and, and what we are as a whole, um, our kind of episodes, we kind of run them weekly. Uh, it's it's kind of when we can, If wouldn't you agree, I guess? 
Yeah. It's sporadic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, Mondays it's are... been, it's pretty consistent as of late. For the last few weeks, yeah. Was, that was definitely a my bad. I missed last week. I was going to do this one on my own, but uh, I had some things come up last week. So uh, it kind of pushed it off. It worked well. Now I get Kyle here with me. Woo. Um, but yeah, we, we try to do weekly episodes every Monday. Um, you know, again, we've got our own lives and businesses outside of this and outside of sneakers. So um, we do try to, you know, keep up with that first. And we do try to make this uh, something in the night we can always do. So if you do want to tune in live, it's always around midnight usually that the episode goes live. <laughs> um, but we do try to put it out, you know, right on uh, Anchor Spotify first. And then it gets uploaded to Apple Music or sorry, Apple Podcasts uh, a couple minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really how we, I guess, made the show. There's a lot of couple other sneaker podcasts out there and they do uh, one or two topics and uh, kind of go through them for the whole episode. Uh, I think all three of us kind of enjoy talking about this a lot and too much to talk about one topic for just that long yeah um <laughs> so there's also just so much happening on like yeah. a weekly basis like i don't know not necessarily this week but not- <laughs> <laughs> but other weeks yeah definitely yeah. some episodes we've had like you know we've had like 15 topics and we've had to like cut some out because yeah. you know we we just didn't have enough time to go through them um but yeah, definitely, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff. We try to cover the most important things every week. Uh, just so, you know, everybody who's listening, you really keep up to date with the fast paced news cycle that is there. Um, and we do try to bring updates of everything, you know, that we do cover in case we do get something wrong. I think we all sometimes get something wrong, but uh, it's fun for us to give our theories. It was, it was definitely good uh, watching the whole, obviously not really good, but it was interesting <laughs> watching the whole Tom Sachs, Kanye thing roll out. Um, it was interesting to see how our theories kind of went wrong. I was surprised that they came back and did stuff with Kanye, but, uh, you know, they never did partner with him, which I think is what we were kind of agreeing with would never happen. Yeah. You still think uh, Tom Sachs is going to come back? I don't know. I mean, Adidas did it with Kanye, but, I mean, we saw how much business Kanye was for Adidas, but I don't yeah. think Tom Sachs is the same. That's true. Uh, same, they did. They uh, did keep John, so I'm. I'm. I've uh, got a little bit of a mixed feeling. We'll see. We're. We're. <laughs> remember, we were saying like he has like a couple more. So we're like maybe he, they're just getting rid of all his stock and then dropping him. So. Right, right when he starts the season back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta look for a new sponsor now too, man. Yeah. Sorry. Here's, so uh, I guess. 15 boxes of Nike shoes, and uh, make sure to tape the logo over before you wear them. Yep. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, we gotta go. See ya, John. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, you know, just, it happened once, so, uh, with Adidas. So, I guess we can't officially count out anyone, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how Nike goes, uh, forward with, uh, the sacks and Ja. Yeah, only a couple more months, so yeah, we'll see what happens months. this fall. We'll see, but we'll see. but yeah, I mean that that unfolded in the course of like what over like three weeks, uh, yeah. and we just got slow updates every single time, and, and then you know all the way up to them officially, you know, uh, taking Jaw out for a couple games. Um, so yeah, it's it's been an interesting thing to kind of predict and go over. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of why we try to pack a lot of stuff in there. I know sometimes it seems like a lot. We go we go through a lot of episodes kind or a lot of topics kind of fast, but. Um, we do try to, to keep up with as much as we can and, and get as much into the episode as we can. Um, our guest plans, I know I, I did mention, I think, last time we were going to have a guest. 
we had a little bit of a, a scheduling conflict, um, but uh, we're going to try to work with them and, uh, and try to do this again. We're not really sure how exactly we're going to do this. Uh, probably interview style. Um, but if, if, you know, if Kyle's free this week and, and we can get it going, um, you know, we'll, we'll have us both in there and we'll get some good topics going. Um, we had a, a pretty good topic list. We didn't want to cover those without, uh, the guests there. So if, if that's the case, we'll skip over them and, and we'll talk about them a little bit later when we can get them on. Yeah. And this is our first guest. So we'll, yes. we promise you it won't be perfect, but we're going to learn from it. <laughs> It'll probably be very entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably because we will make a lot of mistakes. But yeah, that's that's the okay. best part. That's the fun part. Um, all right, Kyle, advice for people wanting to get in. So you were, you know, probably well, you're the newest one out of the I'm three of the us. Newest so one for sure. Especially now. I know Kyle helps me write a lot of the guides in, in House of Cards. So we've been trying to help people out. We're trying to get started with things like that. Um, what, what would you give some tips, I guess, if you're, you're trying to get started now? I say it right now. Um really do your research and be comfortable with uh being okay with losing the money that you're gonna start with because you know currently things aren't popping off like they were three years ago where you could find literally any shoe and probably get like a hundred dollars back nowadays you kind of have to really be patient or do a lot of would you say like volume volume flips yeah 100 percent. but I know that, you know, a lot of people who are starting out probably don't have this the capital to do a lot of volume flips uh, at the moment. So I'd say at the moment, just try whatever you can manually enter all the raffles, uh, go with all the stores, um, enter as many accounts as you can possible manually <laughs> before diving too, too far into this, because it's easy to get caught up with, you know, all the other, uh, how should I say? Duff. Stuff like bonus, <laughs> bonus message, uh, uh, bonus methods of getting pairs. <laughs> um, it's easy to get really sucked into that. And then all of a sudden now you have to make back all those other costs on top of the shoes themselves. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you got any ideas for people? This is the one I see commonly on like the Reddits and stuff like that is, you know, people that want to get in for like one pair, right? I yeah. want to get the Travis Scott SB that's coming later this year, right? Yeah. Do I need, you know, to use software to do that? Or like, can I get it, you know, realistically? Probably the honest truth is either way, you probably won't get it. Right. That's I mean, the worst part. Um, yeah. It's great for collectors, right? You know, prices yeah, are this, at their lowest ever. If, if you're exactly. a sneaker collector, Kyle and I, and Azim, we all collect sneakers. It's great for mm -hmm. us. We're getting our personals. Uh, as a business-wise, though, it is it is a little unfortunate. Yeah, I would say, like, yeah, now now is a perfect time if you're getting into collections because, like, you could get pairs for retail or below retail shortly after release. But, like, for those who are really wanting that, like, one pair of, you know, hype shoes, honestly, it's not really worthwhile to purchase software to help you with this at the moment just because like as we saw from was it olives yeah mm -hmm. olives yep. like even if you had the softwares right like people barely hit just because nike was completely nuking everyone's setups Duff. like week week in week out day after day so by the time like all was said and done 
most people didn't even make back what they what they uh used um in pairs yeah so i would say now if you're really just looking for that one pair maybe maybe save up a little and get it on resale if if you absolutely need it otherwise just wait for prices to you know come down and cross your fingers enter all the raffles and hope for the best and hopefully that i mean i don't I don't know how good the EQ thing, EQL thing is, but it's, you know, every couple of losses, it's supposed to help you win one later. Yep. Um, I'll be honest, though. I think with the amount of people that's in, it's, it's pretty hard to make that a fair system. It's definitely a good idea, yeah. but, uh, you know, it is it is tough. Yeah. Um, but, Especially yeah, that's... Because nowadays, like, not every pair is going to do very well. So when there is a pair that's going to do very well, everyone and their mother is going to go for them. And that's most likely the pair that the person probably wants, right? You know, exactly. especially if you're a newbie that's listening to this, right? The, you know, the, what is that? Born and raised SB, the the Travis SB, the Nike 4, uh, Nike SB Jordan 4, sorry. You know, any of those, right? I mean, they're, and the problem right now is, you know, all these raffles, although it's, it's fair-ish, it's made it so impossible to yeah. win because being open for that long, I mean, the sneaker community as a whole is just so large that it, it doesn't make it fair. Yeah. What um, was it for Travis? Like 4 million, 5 million entries or something? Like and that? it keeps growing. It it's keeps like growing every, it, yeah. every release we get a new record. Yeah. And like a lot of people blame the bot entries and stuff like that. But the reality is, is, you know, that stuff isn't really the marginal effort. It's like that's literally the amount of people that are actually going for this kind of drop. Because um, they know that's like one of the only the best ways to enter, or yeah, the I mean, best possible chance of securing their pair. Yeah, and if you look at StockX, I mean, StockX and stuff, and you know, even Go, all these apps have millions and millions of users. You think that they're not going to see Travis Scott up there associated with thousands and thousands of dollar shoes? Right. Like, I mean, anybody, even some like random mom that sees Nike shoes or buys. Nike shoes on clearance, right? They're going to look at that if they see it and be like, okay, I could win this. And that's like a lottery ticket. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'd also be trying to go for it. Why not? <laughs> easy, easy return on your money if you manage to get it. Yeah, it 100%. Cost you anything. Costs you a little bit, but it, it's, well, it's not I mean, that much. For entering manually, it doesn't cost you anything. Just yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, I think a lot of people, the easy thing is, right, if you got a family household, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, your wife, your wife's boyfriend, your dog, your kid, anybody, right, you know, get them all to enter. Um, that's really your best way of trying to get a drop is just getting as many of your friends and family to help you out and all uh, coordinating for a size or something like that. That's really the best way to get it. Uh, that is how I got my Spider-Mans. I, I had my wife and my friend hit me a pair. Uh, I unfortunately did not get any. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, the best you know? way, like your backup plan when you when you fail. Yeah, works out. Yep. Not every release, right? You can't expect that for like a Travis Scott, but um, you know that is that is something uh, to work on. Yeah, Kyle, if I wanted to learn more about this and get more into this, what what should I do? I think you should join a group. <laughs> what group, Kyle? Huh. I think one that starts with uh, house and ends with of carts. Sounds like the perfect one. This is where I put in like a. This episode is sponsored by House of Cards, and like, I'd I'd put in the whole thing, but I didn't want to do that. But but yeah, yeah, you know, House of Cards has been around for 
20 since 2016 like the longest group around ever yeah. uh so you know we're always welcoming we love to have new people and we like to help people out outside of sneakers too general business stuff we've got a lot of people in there fba doing like crazy businesses that they've had for years um so we've had a lot of experiences and since we've been around for so long i know kyle joined later on but even in the early years we had a lot of lifetime members that are still around so those people have you know moved on out of this and started their own businesses and moved up into the business world uh and even in the corporate world um and it's pretty nice to be able to network and, and have those resources because a lot of people especially right now are looking for other jobs and uh you know sneakers are nice and all but uh you, you want a quote-unquote real job unless you're you know massively going through with this but uh right now just in sneakers i don't think most people are doing that anymore yeah you need to be in like the top 0.0001 percent probably i guess that makes an easy segue into the the last part of the the topics for the episode but uh the state of the industry um obviously you know if you do want to get help we obviously recommend joining house of cards uh obviously full bias but um, you know, we are in there 24 seven, helping people out supporting. So, you know, th this is generally for North America. If you're international or something, probably have to look a little elsewhere. Um, but at least for us, you know, we're on there 24 seven, trying to help people get their businesses and get some direction going. Um, we've helped some people, you know, change their life from going on a thousand, $11,000 a year income to a lot more. Uh, it's not a make money, get rich quick scheme, anything like that. Uh, we're more of a guidance for how to push your life and do more of an entrepreneurial venture. Um, yep. Kyle's been doing photography for how many years? This is my sixth year doing it. Yeah, geez. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, and, and Kyle's just one of many photographers in there. We've also got a whole bunch of, you know, network or not networking, uh, developers and stuff. Um, so there's a lot of people in there to connect with. Um, so obviously yep. good resources for stuff like that. We will be having a LinkedIn page or something like that soon, probably. Good way to network, too. Um, but yeah, moving, moving into that and uh, the sneaker, re sneaker resale industry. I'm tripping on my words today. <laughs> um, I guess uh, for the stores that opened up, like, you know, right in the pandemic and stuff like that. Obviously, there's a lot of stores. I don't want to name who specifically because some got outed publicly for it. But some started selling you know, pandas for like $450. And, you know, some of them were charging outrageous prices for shoes for a long, long time. Some of them got outed, you know, once they started going online, once people started seeing those ridiculous comparisons. But, um, you know, a lot of stores in general, right, it's obviously pretty well known that a store is going to have overhead costs, and they're going to have to charge more. But, now with you know general resale prices going down being it up for collectors what do you think's going on with the stores physical stores and, and what they're going on with right now well i mean their rent is probably going up too now that everything's oh yeah so i mean their overhead costs are going up but their margins or profit is going down much faster <laughs> you know um and what was it uh are we talking about just strictly retail stores or just like resale or retail stores too? Oh, uh, either one. I mean, really, yeah. it's both, right? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say. Retail stores are going even farther because they they only buy on, you know, retail or resale prices and have to yeah. sell even higher. Retail stores there are already struggling too. Yeah, go ahead. Go on both. Oh, yeah. Because who is it? Um, Likelihood over in the UK oh, closed yes. up. 
was it G GPM uh, or is that someone else? Uh, there was that one the good, good shop, one in, or is that something else? No, there was someone else in New York that also closed recently. Mm. But round two, but I don't know oh, if that was the New York it, one. <laughs> it might have been actually. Um, I don't know if it was New York or LA. One of the two. Oh, oh, maybe it is LA. But yeah, regardless, okay. like you know. Resale's doing bad. I mean, retail's also doing bad. Like in the sense that, you know, some of them are having to backdoor. Or Azim's theory is that allegedly. He, allegedly, <laughs> gotta be careful here. Yeah. Sorry, allegedly, big big allegedly. Don't come after me. <laughs> that some of them like know that these pairs are going to do bad, so they're just allegedly, you know, just selling through StockX just to recoup some of their money. Like before I mean, release, true blues happened. were down to like near half retail right that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah so it's just like they're struggling to keep um sometimes even the lights on just because things aren't moving as fast as they used to there's no stimulus check coming every was it every few months or whatever yeah. people don't have the disposable income anymore do you, do you think they buy. already have these pairs ordered through nike or do you think they're being like kind of strong-armed in their contract that they have to order these. I feel like they have, they're have. they strong-armed into it. Otherwise, Really? Like, otherwise, like, I feel like if they aren't, then most stores would just be cherry-picking. Yeah, right? and then just they'd lose their contract. Yeah, but then we would only see, like, the brick ones, like, show up only on sneakers or whatever. But I feel like they would have to... Um, as part of their contract uh, with Nike to have to carry every SKU. But I don't know the, uh, I the, think the, the nuances of the contract. I think the SB shops have to take like all those extra Nike shoes mm-hmm. to keep like their the SB Jenna, contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that also like, sense. you know, the Blazers and like those other weird SB ones. So that would make, oh. yeah, it would kind of make sense. So like, okay. You know, Nike would be like, "Okay, hey, we'll give you the, we'll give you the gold, but you got to take the pennies too." And they're like, yeah. all right, yeah. So, I mean, oh, where was I going with this? But yeah, I mean, yeah. Overall, as a whole, like the margins aren't going to be there. There, things aren't moving as fast anymore. People are being more picky about what they buy. Um, just yeah, that that's a good point too. It feels like people are buying less because they're just waiting for like the one or two pairs again, right? Yeah. They're not going on the buying sprees because they don't know, have the money's free, gone. Yeah, they don't have a free two grand to spend. <laughs> that was literally like just gold coming off a tree. I mean, yeah, it's just like ridiculous. It's just like, oh, I have a free two grand. What will I buy? A Travis? Sure, why not? A couple Travises? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> a couple of, uh, what was it, the the Shadow 2.0s? Sure, why not? I'll, I'll, I'll get one for the whole family. Buy 15 pairs of black hats. <laughs> I mean... Become a millionaire two years yeah, later. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> you probably could have been made off real good, real good after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy with the, every shoe literally going yeah. out. Like selling Literally. out every single time, everything. Literally, I was just looking back at my spreadsheets from um oh, from when I started, dude. I I was like looking at it. I was like, we were getting. Remember the Michigan Michigan State like uh dunks like back when dunks just start. Uh, oh yeah, 
we were like getting those for like what a hundred, one hundred five or something. Retail was remember, cheaper, man. Yeah, and I saw I sold one for like four hundred, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" Like nowadays, like you'd be so hard pressed to find anything remotely as good of a return. Yeah, I mean the average typical dunk. I mean it's pr- it's awesome for anybody that actually wants a pair, but like yeah. if you're a reseller, you can't survive on that because. No. You're only hitting to like maybe 180 max, and any fees yeah. or shipping or anything, you're you're gonna start losing money on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is a bit of a pain though for regular consumers too. Where if I'm buying that shoe for retail, one, I'm already mad it's up to 120 or something now from 100, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely don't want to buy it on some Shopify website that's gonna charge me 26 dollars shipping on top of that. Exactly. To ship it two weeks later. Yeah. I was gonna say the the delay in shipping is gonna is the part that kills you. That's how yeah. Easy Supply used to do it: twenty dollars shipping, and then they ship it two weeks late. God, yeah, it's ridiculous. What about uh? I guess resellers as a whole. I mean, people are kind of exiting. It's kind of nice that mm-hmm. I will say that, like you know, a lot of people on like the I don't, I don't want to call them the you know the regulars, right? But the normal sneakerheads that are not in the software side mm-hmm. right they always you know are very anti-reseller and stuff like that and i think you know like if you think about a reseller's like you know some of the i, I didn't want to name drop but it's like you know benjamin kicks like those kind of people that are posting those huge flex yeah. pictures like all the time yes yeah, so i understand you would be mad at them we don't particularly like them either for posting those <laughs> pictures yeah so the feeling is mutual yeah uh yeah, we're, I mean, you know, we're, we've been around for so long because we're a firm believer of staying in silence. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's a, I mean, I, I, you know, it's a little funny sometimes. It is funny that he posted that huge picture with all those unions and those things are like 50% off retail right now. So, yep. uh, you know, some of those are kind of funny to look back on, but, um, yeah, it's it's kind of glad that most of those kind of things I think have gone away. Yeah, right. Like people that are doing it now, I see more people like, uh, you know, it's it's still flexing something if you're anti that, but like seeing somebody flex a car or like a new house is a lot better to me than seeing somebody flex like 500 pairs of shoes. Yeah, because it's like okay, you know, you, you built something off of it, you know, probably to provide for yourself or your family. I think that's a better movement right now obviously i still enjoy buying expensive sneakers but you know you gotta you got have your priorities for stuff yeah exactly that's what i was thinking too it's just like it's a it's a fun like hobby i definitely wouldn't pursue this like as a job <laughs> it was a good full-time job for like two and a half three years yeah when like in the middle of the pandemic yeah when yes. i didn't have work yeah it was fun <laughs> yeah. but then like like you were saying about priorities like as soon as uh as soon as like i was able to go back into doing more photography in person like my priorities completely switched like i was just focused on my on my personal business rather than sneaker reselling just because i i find it fun like sneaker reselling is super fun like i discovered a world of like well especially you this, like introduced me to like all like the SBs and all that, and, like all the stories behind it, which I thoroughly enjoy. Like finding I'm out glad I about inspired your spending addiction. Yeah, I, that's exactly <laughs> what you inspired. <laughs> but you know, I tend to a, do that to people. I'm sorry. The worst. You're the worst at that. 
but you know again it's like the priorities like you have to find like what is gonna help benefit your family and um further i guess your life in the sense of you know actually taking those like concrete steps of what can i do with the money i've made through reselling or how can i leverage this into uh a new business or entrepreneurial endeavor right uh, yeah and it's it's funny you said the metaphor of concrete steps because i think that's really what it is because it's like you know i think a lot of people and you know i was projected as like the new people and it's like it's not kyle i put it like the one year after kyle but <laughs> you know it's really like the 2020 to like 2022 kind of people that came in right at the peak when everything was really hot and fire um, and you know, those are the people that were like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm tired of missing every release. You know, I see every release going for money. Um, and you know, generally, you know, like how Kyle's saying, you know, it's fun. A lot of it too, for us is, you know, like when we want to collect sneakers, sneaker collecting is a lot more fun when you get three pairs and you can keep one and the other two pay for your pair. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, or you, you can, know, or you can trade them into something yes. bigger. Yeah. Like a PE or yeah. Coralines. Or, or, or <laughs> <one of those. laughs> size nine let me know size nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like obviously you know once you've been doing it and collecting sneakers for a while you get your pairs you start slowly getting the hot releases even for retail right you know i know you got lobsters even the special box for retail mm -hmm. pretty awesome i've never even had a lobster in my hand no that's not true i got the that's orange lobsters in my hand yeah I was gonna say but it wasn't my one. size so like i, I couldn't True do anything with it. i just had to look at it <laughs> just but, there longingly at it <laughs> yeah that one the tiffany i wish i got my size uh yeah. i would have kept that one but once you start getting those you know uh, obviously you know everybody's monetary situation is different some people just don't care to have a sneaker worth more than x amount right. um personally for me i like the thrill of the collecting and, and having something that's kind of like a fun chase so yeah. i i go after shoes that are artist shoes like that or something like that um Kyle, you're going after your movie shoe, right? I'm going after movies or just like pairs that have a good story behind it. Because I'm all about stories. I wish there was some better photography kind of art dunks. I really like like the Paris dunks, obviously, like that yeah. style. I think yeah. they did that well with the Romellis on the new Supreme. But like that photography SB. Yeah, the was, Polaroid one was okay. wasn't good. The I didn't like the Porter. Polaroid. Yeah, either. The camcorder one was meh to me. It's not really my thing, but I don't know. I like the ones like the design, like a good like textural design too. Like the was it the Paris, uh, the Jordan One Paris Lows, and the uh, one. Uh, oh yes, uh, the Milan's. Milan's yeah, the Milan's and the uh, one that I just got the uh, what was it Maison Chateaus? Like yes. those have a really fun like. Texture Chateau's is always so nice. Oh my gosh. Remember like that was like those three pairs were like the ones that I were I was looking for since I like joined. There you <laughs> go. Find, finally look, got them all. Finally got them all. So and it's, it's nice like, that like the prices were kind of high when you joined, and now like they all kind of went down a bit. So you could still get them later on. Yeah, they all kind of went down a bit. Money. It's just like also like thinking about it, like like how you're just saying, like leveraging up retail pairs into your personal chase pairs, right? You're not, theoretically, you're not paying the full retail price because you're kind of selling retail pairs for them. 
they're still saving a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the end goal is you end up with a little extra pocket change you can yeah. do something else with, right? right? Exactly. So, I don't know. Just like little things like that uh, to take your sneaker reselling hobby and leveraging that into bigger and better things down the road. Yeah, definitely. I mean, collecting sneakers and all is great, but uh, you got to have your your time to know uh, what's your limit and when to slow down. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of stores and a lot of people that may have either overbought inventory or you know you you tried to you know overstock your area and then now you end up getting stuck with things. Yeah. Um, Definitely was a. It's an interesting time for the people that did those sneaker investing things, kind of a couple of years ago. I'm mm-hmm. curious to what happened to those. Um, but but yeah, it's a definitely an interesting avenue. I would always recommend, of course, you know, doing other things too. Like I obviously go into collectibles and stuff like that. Kyle, do you have any comics or anything like that? I don't. No, um, no cards. I don't think you do cards like that. Uh, I do cards, but like. Just for a personal collection, not oh. like anything that I'm investing in. I uh, I don't think I have any cards. I have a couple comics. Yeah, but they're only comics, comics like I try to keep close with. I'm I'm about to try to get some of them graded. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Eventually, I will find time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all um, we need. More time. Yep. <laughs> Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that kind of rounds out the episode for today. We kind of wanted to make a short one just to kind of give everybody a good summary of everything about this. Uh, Kyle, where can the people find you? Uh, House of Cards. I am at the Kyle. <laughs> Anywhere on Twitter or Instagram or nowhere? Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere? Okay. I am, I'm, I'm silent. I'm a silent partner everywhere. <laughs> uh you can find Azim also in House of Cards, um, or you can check out Apollo Dashboards and, uh, and see it yourself. Uh, and of course, Chris Mafia, you can always find me in House of Cards on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, on Marching Dogs. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate the episode. Uh, we hope this was a little bit more informational, and uh, we'll see you next week or maybe later this week, depending on how things go with our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. Have a good night. Bye.